Welcome to the Dealing with Goliath podcast. The mission of Dealing with Goliath is to sharpen the psychological edge of negotiation, ethical influencing, and high-impact conversations for business leaders who want to be more effective under pressure, uncover hidden value, and build greater connection, all while increasing profitability. With expert guests across the business spectrum, we deliver gems of wisdom, delving into their methods, their thinking, and approach to business life and to problem-solving. This is the short-form espresso shot of insight podcast interview to boost business performance using our five questions in around about 15 minutes format. My guest today is Catherine McCourt. Catherine is a mindset and business coach. She works with clients around the globe, empowering individuals, entrepreneurs, and businesses to think differently and lead with purpose to prosper. She is the host of the popular podcast, Fearless Future with Catherine McCourt, and published in online blogs, magazines, and guest spots on several lifestyle and business podcasts. Catherine spent her career in sales and business development, working with other brands. She now combines her business knowledge and professional coaching skills to develop the mindsets of leaders and entrepreneurs, creating opportunity for themselves, their teams, and business ventures. She believes clarity, plus purpose, plus wellness are key to the success of any individual or business. Welcome, Catherine. Hi, Al. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for being here. What a fabulous introduction. And this is what caught my eye. I just love that that triad of of fabulous elements, clarity, purpose, and wellness. So we're going to dive into that in just a minute, but it's, it's fabulous stuff. Uh, so, okay, let's kick off. So what? who is your ideal client and what is the biggest challenge that they tend to face? I would say that my ideal client is really business leaders who are looking for more purpose in what it is that they're doing, but also looking to build sustainable success. And I believe that three pillar um, thing that you just stated, the clarity, purpose and wellness are really the key. Um, components to creating that sustainable success. And um, yeah, I think purpose, you know, is something that a lot of leaders sort of overlook, some just naturally get there. Um, But many, you know, if they find themselves struggling from time Mm -hmm. to time about, you know, where where's this business headed again? And what are we doing? And how do we have to pivot? Um, A lot of times they overlook um, really getting more simplistic around, well, what did we start this whole thing for? Or what's the real purpose behind what we're trying to do here in the bigger picture? Absolutely. No, as I said, when I read it, it really resonated, um, particularly because, I mean, you, you do a lot of coaching. You know, I often coach clients and and I usually start most of the time with the values exercise because the values for yes. a lot of people is the purpose. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sure you do something similar. And it, it it is amazing to see generally when people are very happy with their work, they're aligned with their values. Who knew? And generally when they're not, <laughs> there's, a, there's, a, there's a disconnect. So with that in mind, so uh, what are the common mistakes people often make when they're trying to solve that problem? So they're feeling like they're working hard and they're working. And I would imagine some of them are, a lot of them are quite successful on certain metrics, but they're not really feeling that yes. success. Is that often the problem? Yes. And sometimes that's just the, you know, the nature of the beast. Those people that are super ambitious, high achievers, you know, they, they're always looking for the next thing, the next mm. level, 
um, whether it be in their career or their business. And so they also don't slow down to really, you know, get to a place where they're like satisfied with what they've already accomplished. They're always looking forward at the next thing, which is not a bad thing, but sometimes it can convolute, you know, what it is that they're actually trying to create. Um, and that's that sustainable piece. Is, is this sustainable or do you just, you know, win and done and move on? Win, done, move on. What, you know, what's your pattern type? type question would be what comes up absolutely a lot of times with these individuals okay so are there any other common mistakes that they have or common you know they often go down paths that don't really serve them yes um i would say the biggest or the most common thing that i see are um leaders who are following trends which is not a bad thing, but it's understanding why. So again, going back to that why, that purpose, why why do you think this trend will work for you? Um, and have you really assessed it enough to know if it will work for you and be successful or not? And so I feel like a lot of leaders get pulled in different directions based on trends, based on, you know, what's in the media. Um, certainly, you know, telling you that all millennials are like this when, you know, I'm pretty sure there are business leaders out there that can tell you, well, I have a pack of millennials um, or a team of millennials and they actually provide this, which is so different than what media has stereotyped what the millennial is. So I think for business leaders, it's about being able to put on those kind of visors, you know, like a horse in a race and he has that um, mask on is if we call it, I don't know what the proper term is, but I think they're blinkers, aren't they? Blinkers. Yes. So if business leaders, you know, can start doing that more, I think we would see this common mistake of always trying to follow what either bigger brands are doing or the brands they aspire to be like, don't always do what they do because there is usually a uh, formula that they've come to that's worked uniquely for them and it doesn't mean it will work for you and your business so take the time to get to know yourself and your business and that mission and that purpose and you will probably um succeed a lot or get to success a lot quicker if you do it that way than just trying to copy um another organization and what it is that they do I think you're absolutely right. It's always something I remember Perry Marshall used to say, which is, you know, you can steal all of my copy word for word and you won't be as successful with it. It won't work. 100%. Because he has all that extra context built up around that. It's part of a whole, as you say, a whole series of missions, if you will, that it fits for him, that's worked for him. But simply grabbing and copying it is missing the point of an awful yes. lot of the, the the other context and as you say the reasoning behind it. Just to just to uh, just to focus in on for a moment on the wellness part because yes. that's a really interesting. It's the clarity and the purpose again. I think a lot of people would be down with that already. They're like, yes, that you know the purpose, your why is your energy, and that's your driving force and the sense of mission and all that. And people, I think a lot of people are getting on board that train. You know, they're good yes. at that. But the, the the next one is the wellness part. Can you talk a little bit about that? The difference that that makes, having it or yes. not having it. Yeah. Yes, I'm. Um, I think the pandemic has shone a light on how important wellness is. Right. We all had to pivot in some way. We all went through our own experience. Um, but the wellness piece is really important, especially for business leaders, because if they're not taking care of themselves, 
what happens is there's a couple of things. So one thing is that their work ethic starts becoming the work ethic of their team. So if you can probably, I, I would think some of your audience might be nodding when I say this, but if you're sending emails at 2 a.m., it puts stress on your team and your team actually thinks, oh my God, I need to wake up at 6 a.m. to make sure I answer his or her emails from 2 a.m. because obviously that was important for them and they likely need the answer in this morning immediately, right? Mm -hmm. So you're setting a precedent. So by making sure that you yourself as a business leader are setting boundaries, healthy boundaries around times that you work, taking breaks is a big one, um, making sure that you are giving back to yourself in the week, at least doing something that you enjoy outside of work. So work might be your joy, but find something outside of work that you enjoy. Um, and you will be, you will find that you actually have more energy to give to your creativity, to give to your contribution, to give to your workload. You just become way more productive when you give back to yourself at least once a week. And I say once a week because it's really hard. I, I'm guilty of it. I've been a workaholic pretty much my whole life. It just stems from a long chain of people in my family that have done that. And um, it's hard to get yourself out of it when you're in it. And especially if it is your own business. So you can be really passionate about a company that you're working with. But if it is your own business, there's even that extra level of ambition that's existing there. Um, and you need to to take a step back and say, okay, if I'm not healthy, who's going to run this business? It's kind a really of a good, good question, question to ask. Yeah, really good question. And and I think you're I think you're absolutely spot on as well. Is that the danger is when the business owner, the entrepreneur, absolutely loves what they do there because it's a big part of why would I not be doing this? This is awesome. <laughs> yes. Uh, so as you said, and. and but, but I love that it's it's the thinking that an hour is an hour is not an hour is not an hour. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, it's the it's the uh, nonlinear basis that, oh, if I just do another hour every day. No, no, no. If you take that hour and do, as you said, something that's reflective or regenerative, that you can come back afresh and yes. add more value to the business. You uh, know, there's but, one thing mm -hmm. that a lot of leaders forget about is when they came think about when you came up with your idea for your business or when you got most excited about joining this organization and maybe the position that you're you're in what were you doing at the time that you made that decision and going back to that often is i was mountain biking with my friend i was running the trails with a group of people i was at a networking event or maybe i was just out with friends at a ball game or something a lot of times, great ideas come from outside of the office space, those four walls. So I always say, get out of the four walls, get out of your boardroom, take a walk. You know, I, I've been in sales and business development, excuse me, my whole career. And what I noticed, and I happen to be um, the last company that I was with was an outdoor brand. So it made it easier for me to be conscious of this. But I would go to meet with some clients and we would take a walk or go for a run or maybe even a bike ride. And that's when we had the best conversations about what we were going to do as partners versus me showing up at their office and sitting in their boardroom and with my notebook going, okay, let's get down to business. It's such a difference. So wherever you can, encourage your people and encourage yourself 
to take that step away from the four walls. I, I love that. I love that. Because you've just reminded me, pre-pandemic, I used to regularly go for a walk, particularly where my office was, down a harbour, down a pier by yes. the sea. And oh, nice. radically different conversations than when you're just sitting in a quiet room. I think yeah, part of it's because you're side by flowing. side when you're doing other things and you this fresh air and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I there are some people that are lucky that their companies have afforded them um, the opportunity to have like a walking desk or something. And they'll say there are there's studies out there that prove why people created this concept. And it was because the blood's flowing, people are moving. Um, it generates you know, more energy within them, which then leads to productivity and creativity. I, I, it makes perfect sense to me. I couldn't agree <laughs> more. It, it, as in, you know, it fundamentally feels right. It's intuitively right. So the, the fact that the study is on it, that backing that up is even yeah. better. Uh, so what, is, what might be one valuable free action that the audience could implement that would help them with this issue? So help them get maybe... Either, I mean, you mentioned already with the wellness to take that hour a week. Is there anything particularly with the purpose or the clarity that they can do just to even set them on the on a better trajectory? Yeah, I mean, this people have probably heard before, but it really does work. And it's really important to give yourself space. So giving yourself space means that you're giving yourself time where there's no distraction. So whether you have to go into a different room or whether you ask your family, hey, I need this, you know, next hour just to be, and you know, maybe think of it as I'm going to read a book, but don't read a book. <laughs> go and sit and give yourself space. That's the number one thing. The second thing is to, during that time that you're taking space, is really dive down and say, why am I actually doing this? Or what is it? So there's always the what, why, and how in everything that I coach. Mm -hmm. And so you're asking yourself, what is really the purpose of why I'm doing this? So sure, everybody in business will say, well, we're doing it to make money, right? But there is such a bigger picture to why people have created something, why they've developed certain partnerships or desire certain partnerships within their business. Um, there's always a deeper reason. So to ask yourself, what am I really trying to achieve in the bigger picture? Like if you said, what do I hope my business will do in the next three years? That's a good question to ask yourself. And you don't have to be precise and perfect, but it will start you thinking of like, okay, if I'm just selling this today, is that going to satisfy me? Or, you know, as an example would be someone who starts something in their community and they can never get past just, selling, let's say, to their community, but they had the vision that they wanted to be national. So they didn't start from a place of thinking national, they started from a place of thinking community. So really ask yourself, what do I actually, actually want to create in this bigger picture, not the immediate? And so it's a great question. As I said, it focuses back on the, the proper meaning of why people do what they do, because there's an awful lot of ways to make money. Of course, you know, 100%. So, <laughs> so, but as you said, but people often fall into that narrative, oh, we're here to make profit, uh, whether for ourselves or for shareholders or whatever that might be. But there's always more, you know, there's so many, as I said, in the negotiation space, there's so much uh, mergers and acquisitions where 
often the side or the bid that brings in the mm-hmm. owner, the founder, the seller's real motivation, who understands the motivation of the original yeah. founder, what they wanted to achieve, they yeah. often get the business for significantly less than the higher bids, but who didn't actually understand the owner's motivation in the first part. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just and it's just perfectly in alignment with what you're saying you know uh, so <laughs> yeah. this, this pays people as well as well as being the purpose it pays um so it's great stuff so wh- what might be one valuable free resource that you could direct people to that would help them with these issues uh, well the first thing i would um, suggest is that mm-hmm. actually go go check out the fearless uh Fearless, uh, fearless future fearless future fearless future <laughs> fearless future podcast i was gonna say uh, catherine's podcast because the few episodes i listened to were really excellent and as, as i said there are episodes on each of those three columns the clarity the purpose and the wellness which is a fantastic combination so please do check that out but is there anything else that you could recommend thank you yes um just to be sure because there are some fearless future podcasts and that out there but mine mine is fearless future with Catherine mccourt so i added ah, my name to ensure people could find find me and my specific one thank you but thank you so yeah. yeah thank you so much there are a variety of topics on that podcast um as we were talking before al you know um it may not seem super niche but the truth is is that it's all about just trans people's personal transformations um in life and business then business aspect because i do coach business leaders and then, of course, the wellness piece. So um, you'll get a variety. But as far as resources, um, I do have one resource, which is meant for anyone who is just looking to start a business or who has had a business, but things are not maybe going as well. And it's on my website, katherinemccourt.com. And it is um, three key steps to starting a sole business, I call it, because usually it's one founder from the beginning that has this idea and wants to run with it. But even that three step process can be used for a seasoned leader who's just struggling with like, I know I want to create something different or something new in my business, or maybe start a new channel in the business. Um, This is a great place to start. And it is about clarity around what is your mission with this? So what is the purpose behind it? Who is your ideal client? And how are you going to communicate this? And if you can get all that down in one sentence or one quote, you've got it. So awesome. check out the free resource. <laughs> so um, I'll link to that uh, in the show oh, notes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I will of send course. I believe it is. And if not, I will just email it to you. Outstanding. Outstanding. Uh, to make sure you have it. Oh, and I also have a brand new program that I launched this year, and it's called Soul Business Kickstarter, your blueprint to building sustainable opportunity and revenue. And it's basically a program for 12 weeks that we walk people through. It helps them build clarity. It helps them with accountability to keep them on track of progressing their business. And it also has a component for mindset and wellness. Um, but the magic part about this program and why I'm so excited about it is that it develops a non-traditional business plan. So it is meant for sole business owners who are, you know, on their own, they're starting a business, they may or may not have some insight or knowledge into building business plans, or if it's for, or sorry, it is for those who are, you know, fearful of, oh God, every time I talk about starting a business, everyone's like, do you have a business plan? And if that if that makes you fearful, then join Soul Business Kickstarter because this program will create 
you won't even know it. But by the end of the program, you'll say, huh, I have a business plan. And it'll, it'll be clear and concise and um, help you to be ready to go. And it's something that you can look back at while you're building your business, because the components in it really teach you when things aren't going smoothly in one area, what, what am I missing in these six key components that I need to start focusing on to start driving that energy in that area again? I love that. And it's such a great point because you need some sort of structure, some sort of guide on what you're doing. Absolutely. And to have thought those things out. But the traditional business plan, and I'm a huge fan of the business model canvas for the similar reasons, because you can see it in one place. But I love that idea that you're you're helping people who don't want business plan writing can really be a grind, my Lord. So it sounds fantastic. I think that's a lot of times the, um, what do they call it? The bearer of entry for yeah. a lot of people is, oh, I don't have all this business knowledge or people have talked about what needs to be involved in a business plan and I'm not there yet. So I'm kind of that, I kind of created this program from a place of saying there's so many people that have always dreamt of having their own business. I myself, from the time I was a teenager, I think I was telling people I'm going to own my own business one day. And um, I realize that there's so many people that have that similar thought, but they're afraid or fearful to get started because they think they need to have all those big business components together from day one. And and I'm here to tell you that you don't necessarily, but they are important and they will become important at a certain level of your business. Sounds excellent. So just the last question, then, what is the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? Um, maybe just um, could be why would they why would they work with me? Um, that's one. Um, but I've, I've been, as I said, in sales and business development throughout my career. Most recently, just in the last three years, developed my coaching skills and became a full time coach. Um, but I worked with 10 years with a very purpose-driven brand. Um, so really understand that component um, quite in depth. I guess another thing I would just be, um, you know, how do people, how do people stay on track? Mm, like I said, a, because dis- yeah. distraction is one of the biggest things that happen. And there is fear, FOMO, as we call it, fear of missing out, which is kind of to my point in the very beginning of this conversation about leaders who, you know, are kind of pulled in different directions based on what the rest of the world is doing and not paying attention to what it is that they actually want to drive. Um, so I think, you know, how do you minimize the distractions? And it is about, you know, coming up with maybe I work a lot with mantras uh, with individuals. So maybe for each business leader is find a mantra that works for you. A mantra would be as an example that um, I know they're doing this, but I am different. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, that's a so, good one. yeah. So the point of having the mantra is that anytime you feel like you are as a business leader being pulled in a direction just because someone else is doing it and has reaped great benefit from it, Say that mantra to yourself three times to recalibrate yourself and go, you're right. I need to just consider what are we doing and trying to create here? And maybe there are components of what that other brand or person has done. But in the beginning, you said it so eloquently about 
make sure that it, it comes from you and, um, it will, what you create will work for you and what they created may not work as successfully for you. So bet on yourself. Bet on yourself. What a fabulous thought. Beautifully summed up. (laughs) So thank you so much for coming on the show, Catherine. It's been a pleasure. Thank Thank you, Al. Really great to chat with you.